friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Hey guys, welcome back to Shattered Ceilings Podcast. We're your host, Stephanie. And Adriana. And we're so glad to have you guys back with us. We are on episode 13. That is so wild to me. I know. Adriana was saying as well, I can't believe that we've been doing this for almost... Like almost what? half a year. Yeah, it's so crazy. Time has flown by and we're so excited. This is a topic that I've had on my mind since the beginning. It's so important to me and i'll kind of go into it later but most importantly i think that every woman should talk about this Mm -hmm. every mom should talk about this so we're really excited to bring it up today we're talking about the topic of matrescence and we titled the episode the birth of a mother so we're really excited to kind of go into this i'm excited because i'm pregnant and i will be a mother soon we're just talking about how soon september sounds yeah oh my gosh it's so crazy the baby's coming in september yeah yeah Um, um, I'm wild. excited. I know you said obviously this episode might be geared towards women. I think men, especially if your wife has kids. You're so right. I think it's an episode that everybody they should listen to it. And then yeah. even if you're not a mom, I'm still excited to learn about this because it's something that most women will go through. Right, exactly. That's such a good point. Even a partner listening to this will be able to get like a different perspective and kind of understand you're right what their spouse is going through. Yeah. That's true. So when I read these statistics, I was like, not scared (laughs) because I'm like, oh, (laughs) I don't want to scare you to me. But it's definitely crazy knowing the changes in a new mom. Yeah. Uh, One in seven face postpartum depression. Um, One third develop a pelvic floor disorder. 60% experience abdominal separation. Yeah. So those are pretty crazy numbers. But becoming a mother is huge complicated life transition that can rock every fiber of a person's being there is one statistic that applies to every mother on earth regardless of culture or ethnicity 100 percent of mothers experience something called matricence yes so it's the physical emotional hormonal and social transition to becoming a mother mm-hmm. a term coined in 1973 by anthropologist dana raphael yeah. So if you want to break it down in more practical terms. Yes. So it's important to note that this was a term that was created by this anthropologist, Dana Raphael, in the 1970s, but it hasn't really gained traction, I think, until recent years, just because I think more women had to kind of begin studying this. Dana Raphael talks about how she wanted more women scientists to research this because a lot of times research is geared a lot towards how the baby is going to turn out how the baby is not so much towards the mother and her shift during this time of when she becomes a mom so it's something that's fairly new but i think it's so important to talk about and be aware of just because it brings yeah awareness to it and when you're going through it it makes it easier to know that okay this is normal other women go through this a hundred percent of women go yeah. through it in some way <laughs> shape or form so mm-hmm. basically matrescence is when a woman experiences a huge identity shift while becoming a mother it's one of the most profound and significant physical and psychological changes that a woman can experience in her life matrescence isn't just about becoming a person who takes care of a baby instead it's 
basically every mom's journey to a place where her identity as an individual matches up with her identity as a mom in a way and i thought this was a really cool comparison in my research we can compare matrescence to the awkwardness that we feel during adolescence oh. which i think <laughs> we all miss that <laughs> yeah exactly we get to go through it again i know moms it's such a drastic change in every single area of your life like you will feel this change physically after giving birth and that can look like not being able to recognize your own body and how it looks after you give birth you will feel this change in your friend groups if your friends are not mothers and they can't empathize with you you'll feel the change in your relationship with your spouse in your family dynamics because now you added a third person to the mix and now you're mom and dad so mm -hmm. you need to figure out kind of how to navigate that um, you might even feel it in your job as your priorities may not be the same as they were before giving birth. Yeah. So in other words, once you welcome your baby home, nothing will ever be as it was again. That's so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> crazy like in the most beautiful way, but also in the most like, wow, this is a huge life change. Yeah, um, um, right now my friend is due May 13th and she's like, no, I want to give birth now. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's ready. Have, she's ready. She's excited. And I'm like, listen, once baby's here, your whole life is going to change. Yeah. Like, just enjoy the last two weeks. Like, mm -hmm. you can't really force yourself to have the baby. Right. Like, baby will come. And she's just so excited. But I'm mm -hmm. like, you'll never be able to just go to this restaurant with us right now or get a coffee. Like, enjoy right. the time now because everything does change as soon as it's baby so good comes that, home. Yeah, and it's so good that you're aware of that. I think it's because you've been around obviously like a lot of babies and mom friends yeah exactly yeah. and your sisters and everything so you're aware of that but it's so important for us to talk about this because like i said more oftentimes than not a majority of research will be focused on the baby and how the baby turns out but if we turn the lens onto the mother and we study her story and what changes she's experiencing then we can kind of get a glimpse into how her psychology will impact her parenting down the line which will obviously in turn impact the child so i think it's really important to kind of turn the lens on the mom too of course this transition like you said adrian and i'm glad you brought that up it's also very significant for fathers mm -hmm. i do think fathers you know go through a form of this as well but women who go through the hormonal changes of pregnancy may have like a very significant neurobiological experience yeah. that they're going through and i just think it's so important because when people have more insight into their emotions then they can be more in control of their behaviors so even if the focus remains on the child understanding the psychology of pregnant and postpartum women can down the line promote healthier parenting yeah that makes sense yeah. i'm trying to read all the books and get all yeah. the info or every time i see a mom i'm like any advice or what did you go through yeah because i feel like when you know more info you're not left in the dark or you kind of know what to expect and i know every journey is different mm -hmm. but i think it's still good to know like everyone's journey and just see like how similar it is or how different it is yeah and then when you go through it yourself i love that you're so aware and that you're so open to advice and stuff because then when you go through it yourself you'll be able to be like oh i remember this person went through this you know mm -hmm. or i i feel more understood and also i can go to them for advice yeah. if i need advice so i think that that's great that you're so aware of that i want to kind of bring up matrescence is such a stark contrast to the bounce back culture that we experience as 
moms after giving birth. Yeah. Um, and when I say bounce back culture, I'm talking about all the questions that are thrown at you. When are you going back to work? Mm-hmm. When are you going to fit into your jeans again? When are you going to be the person you were before you had the baby? Yeah. And I think somebody who hasn't gone through childbirth won't understand at all. Yeah. Like it's so hard. And that's why I said you'll maybe see a shift too with your friends who are not mothers. I know I experienced this. They don't understand. And that's okay. And that's totally normal. Um, but they just they won't understand because you will never be the person you were before I know. you had a baby. I mean, most of my friends are moms or all my sisters. So it's like I didn't fully understand, but all I could do was like ask questions or mm-hmm. try to empathize with right. them. Obviously, I, I'm not a mother yet, so I won't fully know until I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's still important to like be there for your mom friends when you're still not like with a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, any advice for those that don't have babies? Because, like, I'm still kind of there when I... Mm -hmm. My sister, I feel like she's always like, I feel like I can't vent out about my kids because you don't understand. And I'm like, I know I don't understand, but, like, I still want you to talk about it because that's, like, your day-to-day, like, life. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I would just always listen and just be like, yeah, man, that sucks. (laughs) There's nothing else I can really say. But just a listening ear does so much. And I love that you're so emotionally, like, aware and intelligent to be able to be like, okay... I haven't gone through that yet, but like I want to be there for you. And even if it's just listening, sometimes that's so much. And we'll talk about that later on of how important it is to have somebody that you can just talk to about that. So going back to bounce back culture, we're so conditioned by our society to think in this way that as soon as the baby is born, we think that we're supposed to know what to do overnight, which here I want to talk about why this topic is like so important to me um, and why I... I'm so excited to talk about it and it's something that I talk about a lot with my friends who are now like becoming moms like new moms yeah new moms because I had such a significant experience like when my son was born I don't remember anybody really talking to me about this so I wasn't aware and I just thought like okay I have so many nieces and nephews like I know how to take care of kids I know what to do I'll be fine yeah but like when my son was born I just remember the burden of responsibility like the fact that I had to take care of a human being now and an infant scared me so much Like, on top of that, all the emotional things I was going through, I didn't feel like I connected with my son right away. Like, I didn't have that moment when he was born where, like, I looked at him and I was like, oh my god, like, I felt this huge connection. I didn't have that. I'm happy you say that because most women obviously say, like, wow, we connected and, like, this beautiful story that is beautiful, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to know that's not everyone's story. It's not for everybody, yeah, and that's what messed me up so much was because that's all I heard and I'm like I remember telling my husband like okay that's it like I'm not meant to have any more like I'm not meant to be a mom yeah I was like I'm not a good mom all this stuff I was questioning myself and then like down the line I was like wait no the kind of person that I am I it takes me time to connect with somebody and of course if I'm like that it's not going to be different with my child either and that hasn't affected my relationship with my son at all like we're so close Mm -hmm. and he's so affectionate with me and I wanted people to know like it's okay if that doesn't happen that doesn't make you a bad mom yeah that doesn't mean anything about you that's just your experience different personalities too yeah you're not super sensitive Mm -hmm. and I have one sister who like was crying and was so emotional and was like this is the best day ever and then my other sister's like should i be crying (laughs) like i'll never forget that sister that you're mentioning that 
I actually had a conversation with her after my son was born. Yeah. We saw each other at a church and she's like, I shared this experience with her and she's like, it's okay. I felt like that too. Yeah. And I felt so seen. I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank God. Like we're going through so much stuff that it just helps so much to know that like somebody else has gone through that. Yeah. So that's kind of where I feel like it's so important because I thought, okay, you know, society makes you think the baby's born. Now you need to know what to do. Everything just falls into line. And yes, I do believe believe that intuition kicks in like to some extent but you're still going through so many like hormonal changes so many especially with your first that you don't need to put more added pressure on yourself of why your story your experience doesn't look like everybody else's so that's kind of what i wanted to talk about and the thing is when you feel like that society tells you you need to know what to do right away then you're left with okay what do i do with this these awkward emotions that i'm feeling like you literally feel so lost and confused and surely those emotions don't fit into this bounce back culture so then what happens is moms go into isolation because they feel like ashamed because maybe they haven't experienced that connection with their baby like i said maybe they feel overwhelmed by the responsibility which leads to them feeling guilty and then they don't want to share those emotions with anybody because they don't you know i also do you feel like it was hard sharing those emotions with your husband Mm because not that he's not going through it but it's like you're the one that gave birth and you're dealing with all the hormones Mm -hmm. because i know sometimes we can sell like our spouse something and they just don't get it right yeah (laughs) so i feel like that also is tough when your husband also doesn't really know what to do Mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of people if they don't have that support group or like a good friend or a good sister who do they talk to yeah and a lot of times it's just being like talking to your husband and just being i just need you to be there for me i don't know how to explain to you right now but i just need you to be there for me and for me i remember after my son was born my husband's like, okay, like I'm gonna go back to work right away. I'm like, no, like I need, you don't understand. Like I was so confused. I had so many emotions at that time. And I'm like, I just need you to be like my rock right mm-hmm. now in this like crazy time. And you know, we'll talk about it later, but those emotions passed. And as my hormones settled down, I kind of settled into this new normal. And I'm like, okay, I'll be okay. But in that time, you feel like, is this my life forever? Like, like the it's, end of the world? Yes. Do yeah. you feel like, how you felt with Samson versus Sienna was so different, different because you like knew what to expect or yes I knew what to expect with Samson I did have baby blues for the first two weeks after mm-hmm. he was born I remember the first night after he was born he cried the whole night and I was so exhausted and I just remember I didn't get any sleep that night after mm-hmm. having give, given birth I was so traumatized because of that first night so when we went home every time and I talked to some moms about this and it seems to be like a common theme with moms whenever i would see the sun go down i would get like anxiety right away yeah because i knew like okay the night's coming he's gonna be awake i'm not gonna get sleep yeah and you would expect yeah so i felt that for the first two weeks and then after two weeks i literally felt like a shift in my mind like i totally think it was hormonal too Mm -hmm. and then i felt better but with sienna i didn't have that at all and also the birth experience was completely different with samson i had the epidural and i just remember they gave me something else for pain and i was so out of it oh wow i remember when he was born i was like so out of it and i think that affected it with sienna i was 100 percent there like i remember everything emotionally i felt so different when she was born and i think that that moment because it was so different when she was born changed my postpartum too yeah like your recovery yeah 
So it was very different, I would say. And I think that that's kind of where the importance of discussing matrescence comes in. Because if we know and we understand what matrescence is, then it will normalize and not only normalize, but it'll also validate how a new mother feels. Mm-hmm. It's not something we talk about a lot, but I think we really need to talk about it more. Yeah, this is As- the first time I heard the term. That's why I was really? like, Stephanie, what is this? <laughs> Especially in the immigrant community, I think it's really important to talk about. Like, I mean, we're all in this season, our age where we're having kids and again people will say oh you're airing your dirty laundry no like we are all going through this god created women like this to give birth and to go through these hormonal changes and we need to talk about it yeah now being pregnant not that i'm not close to my mom but like i think i was just always closer to my dad but now i'm like so mom like how was it when you were pregnant Mm -hmm. and it's like not awkward asking these questions i've just never been like super personal with her yeah and knowing she gave birth 14 times i was like man she's super mom how did you do that and it gives you like a new respect of like moms to your mom grandparents i'm just like it's crazy knowing you were pregnant this many times and Mm -hmm. you gave birth to this many kids and it's amazing it's yeah i was like i'm sorry for all the times i thought you were crazy (laughs) that's sweet crazy it's just crazy because i remember being younger too she had like a miscarriage and i was like maybe 13 14 i like knew what it meant but obviously you don't know the extent like the emotional part so it's like just looking back i was like man like it sucked knowing like my mom went through that and not that she had no one around in her circle but i feel like being in the immigrant community no one really talked about it no or it was just normal like oh i had one too and it's like okay mm-hmm. yeah like just because maybe you felt fine doesn't mm-hmm. mean like my story is not the same yeah. a lot of what they went through and how they dealt with things is deal with it and move on yeah like just get through it get through the pregnancy it makes a lot of sense why our parents are so emotionally disconnected too mm-hmm. like it's something that we should learn from them and from their generation and like not be ashamed to talk about this stuff because we go through it anyways yeah and i think talking to the older generation about it not as nice, but like it just felt like more connected, like we're going through the same thing or we went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting seeing my mom's perspective mm-hmm. because I, I don't know, once you're an adult and you're going through the same thing, you're like, okay, my mom went through this too. And you can also in a gain sense, it strength from them, from their experience. Yeah. And I feel like it got us a little bit closer and I'm sure when the mm-hmm. baby's here, it'll get us closer to talking about how to raise a child and what like she did and that makes me happy (laughs) i just thought it was funny because i was just like every time i would tell people like oh i'm from a big family they're like wow god bless your mom and Mm -hmm. i'm just like yeah she's so annoying (laughs) but now i'm like no that took a lot of strength to even have one child is a lot so yeah seriously that's amazing so kind of going back to like how society puts pressure on new moms i also think it's important to talk about how we feel pressure as new moms that we should only feel joy during this life change like even in media or in movies or something they only show the good parts obviously Mm -hmm. and the happy parts and you kind of feel like the only emotion i should be experiencing right now is joy and anything that's not joy is not normal to be feeling which is so crazy and so backwards because yes while there's so much joy welcoming your child into this world is something so special there can also be unpredictability sadness and sometimes scary moments like i had that first night and me i felt like i said ashamed that i felt that and i didn't want to open up to people and talk about it but then i realized like no 
I don't want people to deal with this emotion alone like I had to. So I think that's why it's important to talk about it. Yeah, I like that you do that because <laughs> I think you went up to a few new moms and you were just like, girl, like, how are you? Yeah. And you could just tell they felt seen and they're just like, because usually when people yeah. see you, they're like, oh, how's baby? And you're yeah. like, ask yeah. about me, please. Right. Like, no, really. How are you? It really becomes you? about the baby. So mm -hmm. I feel like I like that since you went through that it does help you like comfort others mm -hmm. and like really look out for them yeah because now i know with all my mom friends it's easy to just when you see them oh like how are your kids like how are they mm -hmm. and it's like you never not ask how they are but you kind of like not forget mm -hmm. but it's just that like transition yeah kind of like even when you get engaged or married it's like oh how's marriage how's this and it's yeah. like how am i like yeah. it's you're the person going through it too that's so, so that's really yeah i love that you said that yeah that's i'm talking really to true. myself too because I, I would remember always yeah. asking my friends like how's baby and then yeah. i'm like no like different mindset after how's baby mm -hmm. like how are you as a right. mom right so i'm still learning <laughs> um i do have a question though what mm -hmm. is the difference between like postpartum depression versus matricence okay so i'm really glad that you brought this up because i think some people might ask that it sounds like it could be similar but Unlike matrescence, postpartum depression and anything under that umbrella, postpartum anxiety or baby blues, postpartum depression will interfere with the new mother's daily functioning. Mm -hmm. So it will interfere with their daily life. Some symptoms might look like severe anxiety or panic attacks, like overwhelming fatigue, but then you have like a difficulty sleeping that's not related to caring for a newborn. So for example, if you're up all night, like watching the baby to make sure they're breathing or something, that, yeah. could, that would be postpartum anxiety or extreme changes in your appetite, um, a feeling of hopelessness just extreme sadness anything that's in an extreme that interferes with your daily life is going to fall under that umbrella and that's definitely when you should be talking to your doctor okay that makes sense yeah because the other is just more of the journey that a mother kind of yeah. goes through and yeah not has a new identity but in a sense you become yeah and a new person to, <laughs> yes and trying to figure out you know your footing there's so many emotions that a new mom experiences like we talked about and going back to how we feel pressure to feel only joy singling out joy as the only emotion that you're allowed to discuss with others is not only unfair but it's also like unrealistic and like so false because if you take into account just scientifically the hormonal changes that a new mother experiences then you begin to realize that not everything postpartum is seen through rose-colored glasses and i think that that's really important to talk about once again in immigrant communities we don't talk about you know the hard stuff we yeah. just we don't but and that's something i have to lend to the american culture a lot and i love that is that i feel like they do talk about these things they prepare moms for that and that's something that we really need to bring into immigrant communities yeah i think it just takes one though like being more open about it and asking the hard questions and yeah or just sharing your experience yeah. because i ask like most moms i come across just like their experience and when I hear like a tough experience or like a more genuine one, I'm like, thank you. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. maybe another mom did experience the fairy tale. And yeah, because it, like, it's not, the yeah. Joy. Yeah, like I don't think they're lying, but mm -hmm. it's like in a sense more comforting knowing like, okay, if it's not that, it's okay if it looks different yeah. because everyone's journey is different. And even if you don't experience it postpartum, parenting, you'll experience it at one point where you're like, oh my goodness, this is so hard. The biggest blessing, and I talk about this all the time, it is like my children, but we need to not downplay also how difficult it is 
parenting because then people will feel not validated and people will feel during those moments of extreme sadness or extreme anxiety they will not want to reach out because if everybody around you like we've talked about it before is only talking about joy and only posting like the nice and the pretty stuff you feel like you're crazy you feel like you don't like nobody will relate to you so why would you open up anyways about it yeah so i think that there's strength in numbers and the more people that talk about their experience that was mine it doesn't mean it was for everybody but if i could you know speak to one girl and one girl maybe deals with that and calls me or whatever wants to talk to me about it i'm happy to talk about it i feel like that's the point of living in a community together yeah i think that's so important i know a few people like would post especially on their story which is like a cry out for help like mm-hmm. you're really posting quotes on there yeah. but someone literally wrote like motherhood is the most loneliest thing oh my and gosh like, that's sad obviously i didn't have a kid and i was just like how do i even reach like not that it wouldn't validate mm-hmm. but it's like okay i'm married if someone single was trying to comfort me in my marriage it's just like okay yeah you don't really get it mm-hmm. but a few people would post that of just like how lonely motherhood is and i was like man like that's that, a topic for another episode but it I is a topic that. for that and another thing i don't know if i'm always on tiktok mm-hmm. <laughs> um there was that like that meme of pretty much like oh after you give birth your husband doesn't see you pretty much like oh he you're just ignored yeah, you in the hallway from the um show euphoria mm-hmm. and i kept seeing that ever i think that's when i first found out i was pregnant i was mm-hmm. like why is this trendy oh my <laughs> like gosh. that's what i see that's traumatizing and you just kept seeing it like yeah and i would read the comments like my husband ignored me and it's still been three years or my husband mm-hmm. doesn't care and it was just so many like not talking bad about their husband but just saying like the relationship's not the same because I think it's a new season in, like, marriage. And then someone finally wrote, like, I'm over this trend. Like, <laughs> it's not always like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it brings you together. It's a beautiful thing. And, like, that helped me. Because I was like, okay. Because obviously I haven't gone through it yet. But yeah. seeing that, everyone was like, oh, my God. I'm so scared to have a baby now. I don't want my husband to not love me anymore. Oh and I was gosh, just like. sad. I think you also have to be with a good guy. But when yeah. I would see those, I was like, this is so sad. Because I'm sure, like you said, the guy's also dealing with, like, being a father. But it's like, okay, that's when you also need to like prioritize yeah. your spouse as well and kind of get strong. So, and also if you do experience that, it's not forever. Like Phineas and I experienced that. Well, I think After it's Samson was born. normal. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a lot. Yeah. But it's like, that's not, like you said, forever. We experienced it and finding our footing as mom and dad was tricky. It wasn't something that lasted long. I remember it was very short, but it was also very intense, which I think speaks to like our relationship we have like i said we have those tough conversations and we're not we don't shy away from that but we find resolutions and we move forward but we definitely had that i mean it was a short time and i remember he felt in his head i have to work i have to provide now i'm a dad he felt the scary responsibility of pressure and the pressure of being responsible now for another life and i felt like i couldn't do it without him yeah so i didn't want you know i wanted him next to me i felt like i couldn't do it. i felt super hyper dependent until i found myself as a mom and like i said it was a short time but i remember experiencing that but it's not forever and we didn't have it with sienna because yeah. by that point we had been a team we had worked out how knew we need to be to together expect. yeah so even that people will not talk about that like yeah 
oh my gosh like how dare no like that thing those happens. things happen guys and that's okay well that's comforting yeah like that everyone's journey is so different but i just love hearing everyone's like just opinions and what they went through because mm-hmm. it really shows that like your story is not gonna look like everyone else's yeah i know also me and james have such a like solid marriage and we communicate well and i'm like okay and that's huge because we had i had gone pregnant like two years after we got married and again very fresh like we had just figured out how to be husband and wife and then all of a sudden we're like okay now we're gonna be mom and dad i don't think you're ever ready to be parents but me and james were at a time where we're like okay like i think we're set like we so when i look at you guys i'm like you are ready like you can't be ready but you guys are so mature and i just i'll be 28 with my first baby which in the yeah. Romanian community is so old. Oh gosh, that's so. So when I first got married, I was old, and everyone's like, "When are you gonna have kids?" And I'm like, "I just got married." Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Can I enjoy my marriage for a little? I'm so glad we're breaking out of so, those I know. stereotypes. To be honest, though, I do not catch myself. I don't know if it's just something we say, but like, as soon as a couple gets married, it's so natural to be like, "Oh, when are kids?" I on know. The-? And I'm like, "No." I need to stop and I, I like catch myself or even when someone's dating it's so easy to be like "Ooh, when's engagement right. and I'm like no like it literally are these small comments that don't yeah. seem like a lot but when you're on the other end getting these comments mm-hmm. I remembered I was like I'm never gonna ask yeah. people questions on kids and marriage especially and- yeah and especially kids because for one you don't know if somebody's struggling yeah and that's have a big one yeah and going through infertility um I had a a woman from church come and ask me and i i was very straight up with her i told her you need to stop asking those things because you don't know what somebody is going through i told her in a nice way but then also like you don't know if somebody has decided with their spouse that their family is complete yeah and even if you haven't my husband and i are kind of in the limbo like i feel like and we both feel like we're happy with two um but those questions like make you feel so guilty yeah you know know how to answer yeah it's like like, instead of that why don't we just say like hey you know what like you're a great mom to your two kids or you're doing so well you know yeah those questions it's like something very personal and i i agree i've caught myself doing that too it is and i think because my mom would say like oh well like the older generation we didn't struggle as much with fertility which might be true Mm because nowadays with hormones and everything Mm -hmm. so i don't know if they just don't think people struggle mm-hmm. so i'm yeah, like i don't true. i don't know where point. they're coming from but mm-hmm. i think it's more like to call them out or when they say that like hey that's not nice that's to, not appropriate yeah right. it's just not nice mm-hmm. especially when you're not that close with them it's like why is that right any well i business? remember having like friends who were dealing with infertility and people would ask them like that is so crappy i know can you imagine how you feel you're like i am dealing with this every day and yeah. you come and tell me it's such a slap in the face and you don't know how to respond to yeah um let's get some tips and solutions because i know this was a very heavy topic Mm -hmm. um so number one we're going to start with awareness so being aware that it's normal it's a typical developmental phase and all of a sudden you feel so alone in your feelings and experience you can open up and relate to other moms and there's power in that and we kind of talked about that of Mm -hmm sharing your story or just being aware mm-hmm. and being aware of new moms i feel like it's okay and not too personal to just ask how they are yes yeah. if they want to share they can if not you know you at least like asked yes that's kind of how i feel about that yeah 
And then number two is self-awareness. So simply being aware of these changes, the emotions you might feel, the clashes you might experience between expectations and reality can help you better adjust to motherhood. Yeah. Like that's a big one with expectations. Yes, being aware of yourself, being aware of where you're at, not comparing yourself, even though it's hard to do in those moments, not having, yeah, expectations because every birth is different. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're a second or third or fourth time mom, every birth is different. Every kid is different. Yeah, being prepared, but trying not to go in with expectations because things might change and you don't want to be having a hard time with that. Yeah, that's one thing I'm kind of not dealing with, but like, I have expectations. Mm-hmm. I have my birth plan. I have like this look of what my future is. Mm-hmm. And then I remind myself like, it's okay if it doesn't look like that or like, yeah, it's okay if other things like happen. Mm-hmm. You just, that's life. You yeah. can never control it. Exactly. Yeah. So number three, which I love is mm-hmm. surround yourself with a strong support system. No person is supposed to parent alone. So that saying is true. It takes a village. Yep. Um, find the support system that will surround you with love during the time of change, um, set up two resources of support in advance, someone you can call in a hurry when you need someone. And then someone you can call when you just need a vent and talk and simply listen. Yeah. And you brought that up, how you were that friend for people. And that's really cool that you were able to do that. Yeah. So just somebody that you can call when you like, okay, the baby's, let's just say been crying all day. I need a minute to myself, whether it's your husband or your mom or whoever, and somebody that you know that you can just talk to, they're not going to be judgmental. They're just going to listen and pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's huge and then the last one is make time for you self-care yeah as you spend a majority of your time taking care of another human do not put yourself on the back burner you cannot pour out of an empty cup your child will be the most taken care of when their mom is taken care of first and foremost make time every day to do one activity that makes you happy if that's like taking a bath going mm-hmm. for a walk conversation with a good friend whatever mm-hmm. fills your cup i think yes. is super important mm-hmm. um the more time you spend on yourself the easier and shorter this transition period will be yes so, I, I can't think. emphasize that more i'm big on self-care now yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i don't have a baby so it's like you really need to take care of yourself it's very important and it's very um hard and i think maybe the hardest to do out of all of these because especially as the mother you you are like and if you're breastfeeding you are literally like the provider yes providing for this child everything you're around the clock when they are hungry whenever you need to be there it's you so then it's like hard you know have that mentality of okay i need to do something for myself but i would recommend communication is so important with your spouse during this time and being like hey i need today this for example i would talk to phineas and be like okay I need 20 minutes at the end of the day to whatever, like do this for myself. And it would just help. I know we think that um, we need to offer everything to our kids. And yes, we do. But if you put yourself last, you're not offering the best version of yourself to your kids. Yeah, that's true. So I love that. Do you feel like, quick follow-up question, do you feel like mom guilt when you take care of yourself? Or was that like something you just learned to not feel guilty? Um, I don't. I don't feel guilty. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know some women and some moms experience that, but I just remind myself of how I am when I don't take care of myself. Yeah. I if I don't prioritize myself, I'm not prioritizing my kids because then I can tell when I haven't done self-care because then I'm very 
less patient with them yeah quick to anger and that's not fair to them yeah you know i'm the adult i need to check myself i need to check my emotions i see parenting as a team effort mm-hmm. i mean i know again that's very controversial in the immigrant community i say that and i know it's difficult because not all spouses are like my husband mm-hmm. where they want to um, help or where they feel like they're responsible so i would just recommend if you're dealing with that with your husband just have like a really just a tough conversation and sit down and be like hey this is what i need from you so that i can be a better mom a better wife because i guarantee you if the mom is not taking care of herself nobody in that house will be happy yeah it sets the tone of the house yes yeah yeah absolutely that's good that's good to know because i remember hearing people saying like oh i feel so guilty or like we're getting our nails done it's like i left my baby at home and it's like this, it's okay to like put yourself first take care of yourself they won't even know when they're that young that you were gone <laughs> for an hour but you'll know. know that you felt good you know yeah and even now there were times for sure even going back to school i was just thinking about this yesterday once i went back to school things changed because my mom started helping with my daughter in the mornings mm-hmm. so then it went from my daughter being with me 24 7 to her being with my mom every day for like four hours which yeah. was a change and you know at the beginning i felt really guilty but then I I would talk to my husband about it and I would talk through those feelings and I would remember okay I'm doing this for myself and for them and then yesterday actually I was telling you after my graduation my son was like mom you should be really proud of yourself so just like that all that like guilt was like okay taken away because I'm like I I realized the importance of doing that and being a better you you will be a better mom for your kids yeah whatever that looks like if that looks like you getting your nails on if that looks like whatever but everything in like a certain parameter like you don't have to go to the extreme i don't think and yeah that's interesting and we need to stop mom shaming too that's another thing that's something that i feel like again we deal with a lot yeah um, just I because i'm around it and i'm like thank god i'm not a mom (laughs) yeah it's tough you have a backbone so that's good but you know you you have to you have to be tough and know this is my story this is what works best for my family and it's okay if it doesn't work for you yeah not really caring what people think if it works for your family yeah well with that being said i'm gonna speak to future me don't lose hope you'll feel like yourself again (laughs) but a better stronger and more healed version of yourself yeah i love that you said that you're speaking to your future self when i when i was reading it i was like this isn't personal to me yet because i'm i feel like myself obviously being pregnant some days i'm like okay Mm -hmm. but i'm like now this i'm gonna have to go back on this episode and (laughs) rewind it and listen to it so i love that you said that because i believe just like you know when you do premarital counseling and the pastor for example says like there's nothing that sanctifies you like marriage Mm -hmm. does i believe that but like also there's nothing that sanctifies you and changes you like becoming a parent i have discovered and i think any mom can say this a completely new and like better and stronger and more fulfilled version of myself and in a way it kind of this is something too for another episode but it caused me to face like the most dark parts of myself mm-hmm. and to face it head on and to evolve and change into a better person for my kids yeah. because i like strongly believe your past should not define who your kids is future is going to be yeah so it kind of makes you 
kind of deal with that stuff and and want to change it and i have to say like the journey was and has been and i'm sure it will continue to be so wild like when i think of it i just think of it like this like a roller coaster <laughs> but nothing could have changed me more like for the better so yeah, i love that yeah so i'll end it with the quote that i thought was like awesome by chelsea maris and applies so well to this episode motherhood is hard it's not a secret but no one tells you that the hardest part about being a mom has very little to do with your child at all it's the other aspects of your new title balancing your work maintaining relationships navigating your hormones learning to live with postpartum body battling with anxieties working through your guilt agonizing over parenting decisions or missteps operating on little sleep plus keeping this little person safe all while trying to figure out who you are now after this monumental identity shift not to mention the isolation that tends to creep in when you least expect it those are the hard parts it's not your child it's you managing yourself this new you that is the part that takes work i'm learning and evolving every day i have days when i kill it and days when it nearly kills me <laughs> when i say motherhood is hard it is loving my baby and being his mom is not that's the easy part Oh, so self-awareness that's all i can think of and when i when i think of this topic yeah i love that well with that being said thanks for listening to our podcast we're very excited for this one i feel like i learned a lot just from listening to you and your stories mm-hmm. i feel like i'd always hear a little like bits and pieces but it's kind of cool just seeing how your story and like who you are today thank you guys so much for listening please go ahead and subscribe to youtube and apple Podcasts and spotify to keep up with new episodes also please go ahead and leave a five-star review if you guys are happy and you like what you're hearing and if you have any suggestions for us go ahead and do that through our free anonymous suggestion box which is in our link tree on instagram thank you guys and see you back next week